Welcome to episode 56 of African in American with your girl Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, the family's doing well. We're just trying to stay warm in this Georgia cold. You know, we Floridians, so, uh, you know, we struggling a little bit, but, you know, we're going to make it. Um, I want to get into this week's episode, but first, um, this week's episode is sponsored by Chef Todd Brunch at Dutch's Bar and Grill in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Um, a new brunch has came to the city every Sunday from 12 to 5 with a special curated menu each week. So y'all make sure y'all go check out my boo um, and his endeavor. Uh, you will not regret it. Everything is delicious and amazing. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode because I got to talk about this. Like I just have to. Mainly, I want to talk about this because of the bigger picture here. Not necessarily because of, I just want to talk about this specific person. But there is um, a message in this that I want to discuss. I want to discuss Colin Kaepernick. Okay. (laughs) Because I have a very unpopular opinion on this situation. And... I just want to share it and I just want to break a few things down. So y'all know, (laughs) uh, y'all know the joke that is, that says Rosa Parks ain't do shit, but sit her black ass down (laughs) and how, Oh, what movie was that from? From Barbershop where you say, yeah, I said it. Rosa Parks ain't do shit but sit her black ass down. And everyone was like, oh, man, like, how could you say that? You know, it's Rosa Parks. Um, I feel that way about Cap. Okay. The way I feel is Kaepernick ain't do shit but sit his half black ass down. Okay. I've never. This is this is why you cannot technically trust the way history is written because it's amazing how a narrative can be switched around and pressed almost by mistake. Again, this is just my opinion, my unpopular opinion, but it's my opinion nonetheless. I feel as though Cap stumbled into. <laughs> um, history as a martyr and activist and humanitarian um this nigga is going in in a hundred years when children have to pick someone to do a report on in school and someone picks Colin Kaepernick like when they google him and he comes up like This man is really going to go down in history as some kind of activist and humanitarian. Okay, we forget how this whole thing started. This whole, imagine imagine being a grown-ass man raised in privilege by white folks. So that privilege mindset, definitely, that privilege and entitled mindset is going to 
uh, poison your brain in some way, shape or form being raised in that environment. So imagine being so spoiled and so entitled that you as a grown man throw a tantrum and then somehow by throwing that tantrum, you become a goddamn activist and martyr. Do we forget that King Cap had already been dethroned in his position? Okay, he had already been low key put off and put back and fired low key. He had already been taken out of his position. So this nigga is mad because he's dethroned. He gets pissed, gets an attitude, throws a tantrum and sits his black ass down during the Pledge of Allegiance and National Anthem because he's mad. So then somehow this rolls into Oh, Kaepernick was sitting, sitting during the pledge. Oh my God. He, he must, he's, he's rebelling. He's, he's sacrificing. He's protesting. He's sending a message. So somehow this nigga looks around like, oh, uh, yeah. Cause some people are like, oh, he's sitting during the pledge. He's sitting during a national anthem. He's so disrespectful. Okay, now he's getting backlash for his tantrum he wasn't expecting. And then somehow the narrative rolls into, oh, he's sitting down because he's protesting something. And then Cat literally is looking around like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm protesting police brutality. <laughs> hey. Hyundai. Now this nigga's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh protesting and like who the fuck protesting and he's like protesting oh yeah yeah me I'm brave and sacrificing and protesting to stand up as a person of my people <laughs> right so then he really turns it up okay now this nigga is like okay I see my career ain't gonna be what I thought it was gonna be I see that I'm I don't know why people be saying that Cap is like a good football player. He's mediocre at the very best. Okay. On his best day, he's mediocre. I know Jits. I know Jits that go to Evans High School in Orlando, Florida that will out football Cap in a second. But anyway, we're going to ignore that part. Again, this is my opinion. We will agree to disagree. He's mediocre on his best day. Okay. So now this nigga's like, okay, I see football ain't really going the way I thought. So. Let me let me really ride this wave. I'd much rather go down in history as a activist martyr than as a mediocre quarterback with entitlement issues and as a spoiled brat, as a grown man. I'd much rather go down in history as that. So now this nigga's like, okay, let me let me step this up a notch. Let me kneel. Okay, first, first I just sat my black ass down because I was mad, but now I see people really, people are really falling for this. So let me go ahead and really step up the drama. So now I'm gonna kneel during the pledge and the national anthem. I'm gonna really kick it up. I'm gonna really give him a show. And then that snowballed into here come Nike greedy ass. Cause Nike is the kings of capitalizing off of black folks. I'm talking about if you wanna know how to capitalize off of black people study nike because boy they know how to make negroes stand in line kill and fight and steal for their products 
So now here come Nike greedy ass. They see, they hear the buzz, they see the wave. Okay. So now Nike come forward to cap like, all right, we're going to go ahead and we're going to really, uh, Nike is like, okay, we're, we're going to really capitalize off of this. We're going to make a really dramatic video in black and white and slow motion with violin music in the back. And we're really going to help put you in position as some kind of athletic activist, martyr, humanitarian, selfless warrior for the people. Now, to anybody with sense, they would know that's some straight bullshit. But the kick is it worked. It worked. People bought it. They loved it. They made t-shirts off of this nigga. This nigga signed million dollar deals. Okay, people applauding you for your sacrifice. Even though you did not miss a beat. Even though we got people in these streets. We got our people in their lives that have really sacrificed. And they get no recognition. There is no Nike ads. There is no billboards and t-shirts made for them. We ignore all of them because we have that love of celebrity syndrome where we will ignore our people and our communities that are actually for us and actually sacrifice us We for us. We will ignore them because we are just obsessed with celebrity culture. We are just accept, obsessed with whoever they flash across that TV screen. It worked. Now this nigga is giving Martin Luther King dramatic ass speeches. Talk about it's been years. Three years. They tried to hold me down. And people watching this like clapping and shit. And I'm watching this shit like, man, if you don't sit your <laughs> y'all, y'all finna see the floor come up out of me. Boy, if you don't sit your mediocre ass jit ass down somewhere sit your ass down but again it worked this nigga got his face painted in murals amongst Muhammad Ali (laughs) boy this got to be the hottest finesse talk about finesse season this nigga has had finesse season for three seasons now (laughs) This nigga got his face painted amongst Martin Luther King, Muhammad Ali, Elijah Muhammad. How the fuck did you pull this off? (laughs) Oh my God. Wow. Like you really did that. That's amazing. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a fan of of finesse here and there. I find finesse very interesting. It's very interesting how folks can finesse the masses like that. Because I I just have too much of a conscience to finesse like that. Like, I feel bad. I just can't do that. So when I can see people, you know, that's why I find the system of white supremacy, even though it's such an evil system, I can't help but to find it so interesting because it's amazing to me how people can control people's minds on a mass scale like that. Because half of the tactics they use in my mind, I'd be like, oh, that would never work. But it does work. And it's amazing. It's like, wow. So it actually was effective. So now we got Negroes like, campaigning for Kaepernick like 
campaigning for him, campaigning for Jay-Z, making it seem as though this man sacrificed something. This man did not sacrifice anything. (laughs) He never lost a dollar, okay? He never starved, went to jail, never went, did without, nothing, okay? Let me tell you something. Who gives a damn where your money comes from as long as you're getting your money? Whether he got his money from Nike or the NFL, he did not miss a buck. People talking about, oh, he sacrificed his job. What? First of all, as a football player, your body going to wear down at some point anyway. You could get an injury at any moment and your career is over. Okay, so if you can score a deal with Nike the way he did and all the other settlement money and stuff he's going to get for not having to do anything but sit his black ass down, he'll be all right. Tell me he sacrificed his career. But that nigga rolling in the dough regardless. Whether he throw a football again a day or in his life, he's fine. You know what I mean? So please spare me the whole he sacrificed. Nigga, if you like playing football so much, you can start your own little baby league. Okay? It ain't about the NFL. It's not about football. At the end of the day, you trying to figure out how to make your bag, which I understand. But why is the narrative being pushed as though he's some type of martyr that sacrificed something? You were a mediocre player anyway who had a high chance of being on his way out at some point anyway. You cannot throw a football forever. You eventually have to stop that. Okay, so if you still make the same amount of money, matter of fact, you probably don't make more money in this whole fiasco than you would have made if you were actually playing in the NFL. So again, what did you sacrifice? If you just love playing football, you could throw a football, play football anywhere. You don't, you, the NFL, not the only outlet to play football in. If you just love the sport so much, if it's really not about the fame and not about the money and you just love the sport, you could join any damn league and play some football if it's that serious. Talking about he don't get to do his passion. His passion is playing football. Shut up. But if football players get injured one time, that's it for them. You know how much of a risk that is? This man got a secure check. Okay. You love playing football. You could play football in the park, bitch. This man ain't sacrificed nothing. This man don't accidentally became a humanitarian. Uh, Accidentally became a goddamn political activist. I'm amazed. Um, Again, I don't know why it's such a, a concept for Negroes to be able to say, This man is a celebrity. When someone is a celebrity, they have an allegiance to who signs their checks. They have a certain code that they have to fall under. They have certain protocol they have to follow. Like, you know, it's when you're a celebrity, you don't get to just free reign and just do what you want to do. You did have some celebrities like Muhammad Ali who did do that. But you see, they took all his money away. He ended up having to have other people donate money to him. Like, you know, when someone is a celebrity, please stop. I hate when I see I'm seeing black men argue about Kaepernick. I'm going to help. I'm going to help all y'all Negroes with your argument about Kaepernick. Okay. I'm about to kill it. You're welcome. Kaepernick don't give a damn about none of y'all. How about that? (laughs) 
Okay, let's go ahead and solve this argument once and for all. He don't give... Come here. I gotta tell you something. He don't give a fuck about none of y'all niggas. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna help y'all out. He don't care about none of y'all. He don't care about what you got going on. Nigga don't even know y'all niggas. Okay, and y'all arguing about how this nigga sacrificed and how you feel bad for him and how... Oh, the NFL need to give him a chance. And I'm sorry. I can't be worried about why someone that already got M's in the bank don't have more M's in the bank. Okay. I'm sorry, but my sympathy is out the window. Okay. I ain't feeling it. All right. This is why it is so important for us to control our own narratives. Because like I said, once our generation dies off and we're dead and gone, the next generation comes, history will be written with Colin Kaepernick as a goddamn activist. And that he somehow did something to free his people and lead us into the awareness of police brutality. Let me tell y'all something. This is another thing, my unpopular opinion about Kaepernick's situation. Um, we do not need anyone else to bring awareness to police brutality. Uh, we are aware. (laughs) Okay. This awareness thing kills me sometimes. Let me tell you something, baby. We are aware. We know everyone knows it. You got some white folks that play dumb and dead when it comes to police brutality and how black people are treated by police. You got some of them that play dumb when it comes to what you got some that understand it's going on. You know, it go both ways. But all in all, at the end of the day, we are all aware of it. Okay, I am not clapping for no one else talking about they're bringing awareness to police brutality. Thank you so much, Colin Kaepernick, for being the one that brought awareness. We had no idea prior to you. We are eternally grateful. And now, if we don't control our own narrative, like I said, in a hundred years, next generation after generation is truly going to believe that. And that can be dangerous. This the whole, this how we got believing in Jesus by false narratives in history like that and confusing someone for someone else. You see how dangerous this is? People will really base their lives and their beliefs on this. They will really believe this as facts. In a hundred years, when little Tyrone is doing his project for Black History Month and he picked Colin Kaepernick, he will truly, it will be written in in stone. It will be a it will be written factually that this nigga was a whole activist. And that was a power to the people type guy. When in reality, this is someone who threw a tantrum and somehow that tantrum snowballed into him bringing awareness to police brutality and becoming a martyr. And this will continue to happen as long as we allow them to create our narrative. It's not hard to weed through celebrities and say, okay, well, who is down, who's not? Just assume they are because, again, people are going to go off of who signs their checks. If we don't sign their checks, we will never be their concern, okay? Their concern will always be who is signing those checks for them, okay?
okay? That's just how it goes. They're not here for you. Um, Athletes, rappers, singers, they don't get paid to throw a football. They don't get paid to sing songs. They don't get paid to rap on beats. They get paid to be put in that position to influence. They get paid for their influence. You understand? Um, you know, throwing a ball and rapping the song is just a, a trade-off. It's just a gift exchange. But and and that's why not and that is why just because you are talented in something does not mean that you will become famous or a quote unquote celebrity in something. Okay? Um it's not about your talent. It's about are you the type of person that is going to listen? Are you the type of person that is going to follow the rules? Okay? Are you the type of person that is going to follow the narrative we set for you? Okay? We're putting you in this position to be a celebrity in front of these people to use your influence. So there, that's why you can be as talented as you want. But if you are the type of person who is not going with whatever they tell you, you will never have that celebrity status. You will never, ever have that because they cannot pay you to influence. They pay you for that. And that's very important to understand. So that is my take on Colin Kaepernick. A few people asked me about it and I was like, you know what? I do need to give my opinion on that because... This is what the podcast is for. So that's how I feel about it. And I'm not going back and forth with y'all Negroes, okay? That's how I feel. I don't want to hear it. End the story. It's my opinion. Bye. We all know that guy. That. <laughs> we all know that guy that's a little bit cringy. Um, that he's, he's a nice guy, but it's just something about him doesn't make you want to deal with him. It's that guy that always says things like, you ladies, you ladies be messing with the wrong dudes. You never want to give the nice guy a chance. Um, we all know that guy. We know, we all know that guy. That's the quote unquote nice guy. And I will say that the nice guy, I get messages a lot from the the quote unquote nice guys. The nice guys that just cannot seem to, you know, find a woman to really take him serious and settle down with. And they they just can't seem to figure out why this is. So I want to do a segment called Big Dick Energy. Okay. Have y'all ever heard the term big dick energy? I truly love that term because it really describes a lot. Now, fellas, there, I know that we talk a lot. I know I talk a lot with the sisters about, you know, things to do as a woman, energies to have as a woman to, you know, kind of attract men to be feminine. Ooh. I need to pop my back. That hurt. Anyway, you know, think womanly things that we can do. And, and we, 
we uh we're gonna talk about that too a little bit in this episode but I really want to focus on the fellas the fellas that just seem to have an issue when it comes to getting a lady um just like there are things as a woman that we have to do to kind of woo a man um don't get it twisted fellas there are things that you can do as a man to kind of woo and seduce the ladies as well um now I want to say this first because I, I I do understand this this is the reality not every feminine woman is like wearing a pink dress every day and like baking cupcakes with an apron on like that is not the definition of a feminine woman not every there are feminine women that wear pants sometimes there's feminine women who don't get their nails done there's feminine women that don't wear makeup like being a feminine woman there's not one ideal way to be a feminine woman because I think that that's the first thing that we think of when we hear a feminine woman. We picture like Mrs. Cleaver. We picture like a dress and heels and an apron with a duster with a pan of cupcakes. That is not necessarily the only way to be a feminine woman. In the same breath, I do understand that being a masculine man is not just like being 64 beating on your chest chopping wood and fixing cars and building houses I understand that okay um I think that some brothers feel like because they're not super angry or aggressive or you know or hyperactive that they're not a masculine man a masculine man is more so defined by his leadership Uh, A masculine man is more so of a mindset. It's more so of a maturity. It's what separates the boys from the men. So the first thing I'll say is, brothers, if you are not that, you know, poster child, masculine, Paul Bunyan type man, that is fine. That is not the only way to be a masculine man. Just like a dress and an apron is not the only way to be a feminine woman. Because I think sometimes brothers get discouraged. Like the women all want, you know, the tall, handsome man with a beard. And I think some brothers like really feel that in their head. And so it kind of messes with their confidence because they feel like I'm not that. Let me tell you, um, um, let me tell you that's not the case, brothers. Um, so please don't feel like, oh, the ladies are not going to want me unless I'm like, cause then there's this whole stigma, you know, that to be a masculine man, you have to have like multiple women and be disrespectful to women. Like that's not the case at all either. Um, you know, you can be nerdy and be a masculine man. You can be a little awkward and weird and still be a masculine man. Being a masculine man simply means that you're going to protect your woman. You're going to provide for your woman. You're not going to disrespect your woman. You're not going to put your hands on your woman. You're not going to beat on, cheat on your woman. You're going to keep your word. These are the things that make you a masculine man. It's not how big your beard is or how tall you are or how much muscles you have. Okay, you can have all those things and be a bitch ass nigga. Don't get it twisted, brothers. Um, when we are talking about 
feminine women with sense, grown ass women that are looking for true life partners and to build and have a legacy, they are not concerned with looks, okay? Because that's the problem with a lot of us right now. Yes, you want to be attracted to your partner. However, um, fellas, again, when we're talking about mature women, their their description of a good man is not like, yeah, I like him to have dreads and tattoos with goals in his teeth. Like, no, grown women are not talking like that. She's going to be more concerned with, are you going to go outside my head? You know what I'm saying? Are you going to be a good father? Are you going to provide? Are you going to be loyal? Like, these are the things she's worried about. So, brothers, do not get so caught up in your physical. Because as long as you have that confidence, that is going to surpass anything physical. Do not let that get to you. Women, okay, there's a certain, there are certain things that men do. Um, As a man, I will say this. As a man, you need to understand this. Just like men fall in love either immediately or not at all, women decide if they want to sleep with you immediately or not at all. She doesn't eventually change her mind and decide that she wants to sleep with you or be with you. Okay? You have to do something. And let me say this carefully before I have a dude meet a woman on day one and try to like stick his tongue down her throat or whip himself out. Like, let me say this carefully. So I don't have chicks coming to me talking about six. Why did you tell these Negroes to come whip it out on us? (laughs) Because that's not what I'm saying. However, she needs to, there's this little tingle. There's this little tingle thing that happens in between women's thighs when it comes to a man and when she come in contact with that man that little tingle is either gonna go off or there will be no tingle at all it won't even cross her mind you want to make sure that when you meet women and interact with these women that you are making them feel the tingle um, uh, relatively quickly Okay, because some of y'all want to be so quote unquote nice that you don't do anything to cause the tingle and then you get friend zoned and before you know it, you're on Facebook complaining about how women are, you know, sleeping with all the wrong dudes and how they don't want to give the good guy a chance. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to end up like that. So you need to do something relatively quickly to make her feel the tingle. You need to make her feel the big dick energy. Women love big dick energy. You can have big dick energy and not even have a big dick. Okay. It's all about the, the, um, I wish I had a sister here to help me out. Like with this conversation, cause I'm trying to say this stuff so nicely. And it's very hard for me to find out a nice way to say this. And that doesn't sound too explicit, but I also want to keep it real, you know, and just kind of talk how we need to talk. But, um, it's an energy. It's a certain thing that makes a woman go, ooh. You know, it's just a certain thing that makes us say, ooh, snap daddy. And if she does not feel that, I'm sorry, but the relationship is not going to go but so far. Okay. Now, 
the way you make her feel that. I know that's what y'all want to know. I know that y'all tuned in. I know you listening hard than a bit right now. You know, you welcome big sis six going to put you on. Now, making her feel the tingle, making her feel the big dick energy. Fellas, now I'm looking at you in your eyes right now. Don't try. Don't see a woman you like and invite her out and then try to sleep with her. That is not what I'm talking about. Okay? I'm not saying that. So do not take your ass over there and whip your penis out on no woman. Okay? Do not take her out on a date and try to sleep with her on the first date. Is not what I'm saying. The way to make her feel the tingle, it can be very simple. I would say the number one way to make a woman feel the tingle is by taking control. Okay. It don't matter. You know, a lot of our women have been masculinized and we're working on fixing that. But in the meantime, you know, still certain ways that may be. There ain't a woman in this world. And when I say woman, I'm talking about a normal, healthy minded woman. I'm not talking about anybody on that extra shit. Y'all know who our audience is on this show. So when I say woman, you know, I'm talking about black, heterosexual, healthy, normal women. Okay. And y'all can feel how you want to feel about that word normal. Okay. But I said what I said. Um, you know, not a woman alive can resist a man that takes charge, even if it seems like she's resisting it. Still take that lead. Okay. Sometimes as a black man, when you're dealing with black women, because of what we've been through, because of black women, a lot of black women having to step into masculine roles and having masculine energy, sometimes it will require you as a man to kind of back her ass down. And if you can back her ass down a little bit, you're going to number one, get her respect. Number two, you're going to make the thigh tingle. Women test men just like men test women. She want to see how far she can go. Um, when you take lead and take control, you don't even give her the option. It's like, listen, sister, don't even get it twisted. It, it makes it very clear who wears the pants and and who does not. And it's, it sets that position with her immediately. When you take control, instead of saying, send me a picture, when can I see you? No, ain't no when can I see you. No, you say, I'm taking you to dinner Friday night at 7 o'clock. If she has to work or has plans, let her say that afterwards. And then you can say, okay, and give an alternate date option. But do not, you will not get the tingle going if you... On your initial interaction, let her take that control. That's where a lot of fellas go wrong. When can I see you? Eh, wrong. Wrong. Now you've became annoying in her eyes. Now you're just another dude like, when can I see you? I want to chill. Okay. Now the coochie has dried up. She's uninterested. You become annoying. And you might become a last resort option if she's like hungry and wants a free meal. Don't be that guy. Take that control. Establish your masculine dominant role from the beginning. 
do not even give her the end to take that role because nine times out of ten with black women they will because y'all need to sit sit y'all ass down somewhere y'all always want to take control sit y'all ass down okay if y'all don't follow any other advice i give in this segment i want y'all to follow that take control Okay, some men have never been in position to take control before. Some men have never done that. Some men can be more timid, but that's something you're going to have to fight through, fellas. If you want to have a woman respect you, I understand that not all men are brave and bold. Some men are more soft-spoken. You know, some men are just more, and I understand that, but oh well. If you want to get that respect from a woman, if you want to make a woman tingle and make her say, ooh, I want to be his woman. I want to take care of him. These are the things you're going to have to do. Okay. I, y'all are not going to believe this, but I'm a shy person. I'm extremely shy. However, I don't let that beat me. I can't let it beat me. So I fight through my shyness. Even if I'm shy and feeling very awkward around people or feel like I don't know what to say, like I'm weird, I still just fight through it and make the best out of it because I can't let that beat me. I can't go my whole life being shy. I'm going to miss opportunities, you know, so Fellas, even if it's not your normal personality to be assertive, you have to be that with a woman to get that respect. So try to fight through that. Be aware of it and do what you need to do. Um, so, again, you know, and, and, and we're assuming, again, that we're talking about a brother that wants to be married. A brother that wants to have a queen and is ready to settle down. I'm not talking about someone who's just looking to have a casual you know one night stand we're talking about people that really want to connect and really want to build um so yes number one take charge no matter what she says no matter how much she resists it okay when you're dealing with black women the resistance is going to happen we have went through trauma there are things that we're going to have to deal with with y'all and there are things you will have to deal with with us too That's a part of us healing and not giving up on each other. That, yes, it's going to be a little bit harder, but it's worth it, guys. It's so worth it. The next way to cause the thigh to tingle is cologne. Okay. Our smell is our strongest sense. It is our strongest sense also connected to our memory. Okay. Um, having on a nice grown man sexy cologne in your initial interactions with her sets I'm going to say this like it's a damn scientific term <laughs> it sets the zaddy energy okay um, the ma- a grown masculine smell uh, it 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 when she smells that she will associate that with a man grown up it's a turn on that is something that will make her inner thighs tingle and you didn't hear this from me but YSL has some of the most grown and sexy smelling colognes I've smelled for men Yes, I know it's not black owned, but brothers, when if shit hits the wall and it ain't looking too good, break the glass and get the damn YSL. Any of them, they all are amazing. They will definitely make her thigh tingle. 
You didn't hear that from me. I did not just say that. Pretend like I didn't just say that. Okay, y'all? Okay, I feel really bad. But I'm sorry. That's the winner right there. Okay? So, now let's go ahead and review the steps we got so far. So, now you got your cologne on. Okay? You got your zaddy smelling effect. You've taken control. You picked the restaurant or wherever y'all gonna go. You've picked the venue. You've picked the time. You picked the day. All she got to do is show up and look pretty. Okay? This is how you start to set the tone for a safe feminine space for her. Because again, you have some brothers that complain that a woman is not feminine, but he is not setting up a, a space where she can be feminine at. Because unfortunately, as uh, for a lot of black women, uh, they don't have the le- luxury of being feminine. Being feminine, the ability and being allowed to be feminine, being protected so you can be feminine has damn near become a privilege at this point. And it's not a privilege that every woman is afforded. So sometimes in her personal life, work life, she may not have the privilege of being feminine. So you have to set up a space where she can be that. Um, the third thing, this is my third and last tip when it comes to, um, you know, when we have brothers that say that they're having issues finding a queen is my last tip is be very mindful of the type of women that you are attracted to. Okay. Be realistic in the type of women that you want. Um, It's too common where I see, you know, the brothers who have... Because some men don't have any problems getting a woman to settle down. Some men have several women thinking that they've settled down with him and fighting over him. Those are usually men that have uh, very abrasive masculinity, uh, very high testosterone levels. Some men, they just have that thing you can't teach. They don't have that problem. I'm not talking to y'all on this segment necessarily. I'm talking to the brothers that I feel bad because you talk to them and they're so nice. They're really nice brothers, really sweet brothers. But I see why women are not looking at you like, ooh, daddy. I see it. I'm sorry. Like some of y'all, I see it. I'm like, uh, I, I get it. You're not making their thighs tingle. You're not turning them on in that way. A woman got to be turned on by you to want to be your lady and want to take care of you. Okay, um, she don't do that based upon how quote unquote nice you are, fellas. I know it sounds messed up, but unfortunately, it's just kind of the way it is. That's not what makes a woman want to be your woman. It's not like, oh, he's nice. It makes her want to be your friend. So I'm trying to show you how you stop yourself from going in that friend zone. Um, I remember when me, my husband took me on our first date, he was like, we're going here at this time. And then he's like, oh, I know the chef that owns it. Then when we got there, like he spoke to his friend, his friend like brought out all this food for us. And it was very impressive to me because it, it, it spoke to his character because it was like for your friend to bless us. He, he literally brought us like everything on the menu for him to do that shows that he has respect for you and that you're good people to him, you know? So it, it was very telling it, and he took full control. And so it put me in the mode of, okay, like, you know, he took that control. I never 
looked at him like, oh, a friend. Like, it wasn't that way. It was like, oh, you know, like, okay, he's showing me like, oh, he's trying to be my man. You know, he he did things differently that let me know that. It didn't come off like, oh, he's nice. I want to be his friend. Like, no, I'm thinking, wow, this is a really good man. You know, I need to act right. That's what it put my mindset in. Had he been like, when can I see you? Never. How about that, nigga? Never. Send me a picture. When can I see you? How about the 12th of Neverwhere? Neverwhere 12th. Like, no. So, I again, I'm just giving you examples so, brothers, you can understand what I'm saying. Because Big Sis 6 ain't going to steal you wrong. I promise. So, the third thing that you want to do to keep yourself out the friend zone and, you know, when you are looking to get a lady to settle down with you is, um, let me find the right way to put this. Um, cause I don't want to trigger anyone by saying this. Um, okay. I don't like putting a lot of emphasis on money. However, If she pays for the date, nine times out of ten, she low-key is willing to pay for the date because she does not ever want to feel like she has any, like, obligation to you. And that's a bad sign. So, uh, a big part of that is making sure that you're paying. You have to pay the cost to be the boss. A lot of men ignore this fact because, again, just like us as black women have suffered a lot of traumas to our womanhood, black men have suffered a lot of trauma to their manhood as well. We talked about this in our episode last week. A huge hit to black male manhood was giving them that financial disadvantage. So I do understand why some brothers, you know, don't want to hear that part. But unfortunately, brothers, that is a big part of it. Um, Again, if you are looking at a woman that you want to be your wife don't be afraid to spend I want to throw it in there but um the the most important thing is being mindful fellas of the kind of women you're going after some fellas that are not the typical like masculine guy you know he might have been the nerd in high school he may have got overlooked a lot in high school and college and stuff like that so um now he kind of has a complex where he wants like the baddest chicks that he could never get. Fellas, make sure when you're looking for a woman, it is a woman and you got common sense, you know, that wants to be a wife, that wants to settle down. If a woman is in a phase of her life where she's just, you know, caught up in the, in, in things, you, you can't force her out of that. A huge, just like, and I have the same talk with the ladies when it comes to, you know, being a feminine woman and the man that you decide to be that with is a huge factor in if it's going to work because you could do all the right things, but if you're doing it for the wrong person, there's, it's, there's no point. So fellas, make sure you're using your discernment and going for women that, actually want to be wives want to be in relationships because too many times you see where the fellas set a narrative or an agenda for a woman without her knowledge 
you know, you've decided on your own what you want the agenda to be or you try to make her something she's not and that's not fair. You're going to frustrate her and yourself. So do not get so caught up in you want the prettiest woman or the baddest woman. Get caught up in a woman who is going to be able to be the best mother, be the best wife. That's going to know how to take care of you. You know, that's humble that knows how to compromise. These are things you got to worry about. I understand that men are visual creatures and I understand that you want a woman that looks good. However, brothers, a nine times out of 10, that road can lead to a dead end. You cannot get caught up in only her looks. You have to be realistic with yourself. Some of the women y'all get your heart broke by. It's like you look and you're just like, come on, brother. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, that was super obvious. Like, get out of here. You know, so, um, yeah. So, fellas, you know, this weekend you can scope out. You find a nice sister that looks like she got some sense and is mature, feminine, and grown. You know, take charge with that good cologne. Invite her out. Pay for the date. Set yourself in that zaddy status. Get her thighs tingling. Happy thigh tingling, brothers. <laughs> um, I want y'all to try some of these tactics. And send me a DM at, on Instagram at Six of Goddess. And let me know if it worked. I want to know if it worked. Let me know your experiences. I'm going to share some of the experiences on next week's show. Okay? Um, Thank you all for listening. I truly appreciate it. And as always, peace, love, and black power.